Sopranos podcast, the podcast where we talk about Sopranos. The As podcast, always, the, yeah, the only, only one. one. <laughs> Don't listen to any other ones because this is the only one you'll need. Oh yeah! As always, I am the hostess with the mostest, <laughs> Joey Spells, Joe Spellman, and to my left on this Zoom recording is <laughs> uh, Detective Mike Hunt. <laughs> Beaver Falls Police Department. Beaver Falls PD. And next to him is uh, Ronnie, uh, Ralphie's ex-wife. Oh, <laughs> you shouldn't have yeah. given him that bow and arrow, you fucking cunt! Or whatever he says. Yeah. She gave him the bow and arrow. She gave him the bow and arrow. Yeah. So there's a little culpability there. I think if you give your child a bow and arrow, you got to take some some blame when when he gets there he was absolutely he he was supposed to be taking him to the archery uh you know place i mean i know i'm uh, they're both i think they're both at fault but probably probably heavy ralphie for sure first things first guys let's if you haven't surmised (laughs) we're talking about season four episode nine whoever did this whoever did this um this whatever uh, happened there whatever happened there uh first of all up top i want to remember to say if you have any questions or comments concerns criticisms any of the c words um send them to osopranospod at gmail or osopranospod at all our socials we will discuss them we want to hear your hot takes yes fresh takes we want to answer your questions that's what we're here for so send them in yeah because you know what Without you listeners, it's just a typical uh, hang yeah, between the three of us. Three of us bullshitting, bullshitting, uh, uh, drinking, eating, eating a beats. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, you basically, you guys are the uh, the reason why uh, it's not just us like pathetically sitting around talking about uh, Sopranos by ourselves. So right. Right. So, you know, get in on the fun. <laughs> yeah, get in on it. Dive right in, guys. What? We're giving you the opportunity. Um, yeah. Moving on. This episode, uh, iconic episode in the arc of the series, um, written by Robin Green and Mitchell Burgess, directed by Tim Van Patten, originally aired November 10th, 2002. Uh, this is, of course, the episode in which Piomai and Ralphie both meet horrific ends. And Junior gets hit in the face with a boom mic and falls down nine, no, Dude, seven su- stairs. Super. Hey, thank super, God you clarified. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> super embarrassing when uh, they're dragging Pile Mai away and, um, and her, her mane falls off. And then <laughs> Tony says to the trainer, like, what? You know? <laughs> She was wearing a rug. <laughs> oh, She's God. wearing a muffler. Yeah. I was like, wait, wait, where is this going? I don't know. It's a joke it's a, about, about Ralphie having it's a toupee, a and and but but now it's no, not pretty good, Dave. No, that was a great one. That was really oh, good. Thank yeah. you. 
we had um, to walk a few steps to get there but hey it was good it was good hey the more steps the better come on yeah ever like come on get your steps in <laughs> yeah please yeah and if you're they, hearing hey, this audience, this is this is what we decided to joke? leave in the episode <laughs> uh, yeah we'll see if i leave this uh, <laughs> yeah dave only cuts his his jokes that flop out everybody else's people uh, gotta get their steps in man they gotta get their steps in on that okay true. I know it's plenty true. of people who get their steps in while they're uh, listening to this. You know, everybody's going for a walk and then putting the us three on. Good. Hey, yeah, you want to get pumped. Get angry yeah. at our bad jokes. That'll fuel you. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> like Mike like Mikey Paul meets before he fucking gets gets whacked. Uh, That's you know, right. You yeah. Just go for yeah. a little jog. Just got a little, a little, jog. little soprano spot on. They go to Mikey Paul Meese's, uh dad's house farm. They do. Right? They yes. do. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess I never really like. I guess like I never really cared or paid attention to that before. <laughs> Thought about who that was, yeah. And then I was like, oh yeah, okay. Um, I want to say so. Joey Pants won the Emmy for this episode, of course, Correct. Uh, as he in should two, have. Two thousand three for outstanding supporting actor in a drama series. Uh, he submitted this episode um, for the award. Do you can you name what other episode he submitted from this season? What do you guys think? Um. Uh, it's probably uh, it's probably obvious and i just can't think of it right i now. can't i can't like recall well, it. no it's actually a weird one which is why i brought it up because you would think it would be possibly the weight uh which was the whole Ginny sack mold joke where he goes down to florida and you know this and that but he submitted christopher which really? he doesn't have a huge what? role in He's he like has like the trying scene to with shake del red down, clay like, yeah del red clay he's like yeah. shaking him down like what okay and he and uh, he gets uh, porked up the butt by Janice in a scene. Oh uh, well, like that's his only why. Well, iconic. I guess, iconic. yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe Joey Pants just uh, imagined the Emmy people having to watch that and laughing. But... <laughs> yeah, oh, that is kind of <laughs> definitely <funny>. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, interesting. Well, I think you won for the right episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, imagine he won for Christopher and not <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, it's uh, I, it's like a masterclass. He's fucking, f- so he's so goddamn good. He's yeah. fantastic. Do you guys remember like your reactions to this episode when the when the credits rolled? Uh, yeah, I was like stunned. I mean, for I mean, sure. I, side note, uh, the song is jarring. <laughs> oh, the end like, credit song. Yeah, the end credit song is like you know, uh, yeah. not my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So I so I was reading into that, and so it's it's a um, it's a cover of a song uh, that was used a song called "The Man with the Harmonica" used in um, uh, Sergio Leone's uh, what's it? What's Good, bad, fucking, the ugly, or no? These other one, um, fucking America. America is in the title. Oh no, no, no! Once upon a time in the West. Oh, once upon uh, a time. Yeah. Uh, and people people posit that basically there's a lot of like Western undertones between Tony and, and Ralph's tumultuous relationship. I mean, most notably in season three when he has to apologize. Time, they, they play that like Western showdown music when he's like walking up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and so people think that this was sort of an homage to to finally the two uh, American criminals facing off against each other and in, in, in a shootout. So to speak, and one one prevails. But well, it's like I, I maybe we're getting off course here, but like I, I I found myself like this time noticing how once you know I mean 
the the fight is so realistic and like so well directed like mm-hmm. the the point like is like just so perfectly like um coordinated um like choreographed i should say oh yeah but um but once he's dead it's just i, I was struck by how quiet the rest of the episode is it's so right. quiet yeah it's uh it's disturbing in that respect because there's there's a lot leading up to it and then and then it's really like about halfway through the episode, maybe just a fraction more, but yeah, you know, the rest of the episode is spent with just Christopher and Tony kind of quietly disposing of his body, which is not something you had really seen on TV up until that point in that sort of level of detail. Uh, now it's like in every fuck it, it's in like kids shows, but like, I mean, right. Breaking Bad did <laughs> right. it like spent like episodes on them disposing the body and you know, this and yeah. that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah the first half of the episode you're thinking this is this is a junior episode right right and so let's let's just like we can like breeze through this because there's not a ton that junior did here it's it's almost like a like uh they wanted to lead you astray with this other storyline and then just not really go anywhere with it yeah and then Uh, knock you on your ass when you find out what actually happened like you know the climax of the episode just so not just knocks you out right and and so the story for junior this episode is basically he's leaving court He's surrounded by the media. Uh, he turns to talk to Allison from Channel 6. Allison. <laughs> yeah, he remembers her. Oh, yeah. Horn dog. <laughs> Did you learn anything from the Fed in the in the doctor's office? Nope. But uh, but yeah, he he gets a boom mic to the face and falls down the courthouse steps. Sure. He's hospitalized. Tony visits him. Uh, by the way, like juniors in in like better spirits than we've seen him in like seasons <laughs> yeah yeah hey nephew number one <laughs> when tony walks in uh he's, he's eating jello by the way this uh was always like awesome to me um when janice shows up to the er and she says columbia presbyterian head trauma unit the best that was the head trauma unit that uh, I went to when my head got split open playing basketball. So, oh, uh, so clearly not have... the best. They didn't... <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I told them I was an actor and they, uh, they got like fucking five surgeons uh, like working on me. And they like, I, I got to say, they did a phenomenal job. If, hey. if you saw what the accident looked like, they, <laughs> they like, they did phenomenal. So Janice, she's right. You know I mean? She's right. She didn't have to say it right in front of the fucking <laughs> doctor, the doctor who's helping their uncle currently. <laughs> right. Right, right. Hey, um, uh, just a complete sidebar. Glendale <laughs> Memorial Hospital in Glendale, California, oh, yeah. <laughs> the worst head trauma unit. That's all. That's, <laughs> that's all right. I have to say. We don't have to continue. So, no, we don't have to continue. But we don't have to yeah. go any further. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe and I know uh, firsthand. Just, just, just want to, just want to put mention. that out there. Yeah, just out of the blue. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, Junior's like just loving life. Eat his, oh, yeah. eat his jello just they're they're gonna milk this it. for all it's worth and that's when tony sort of gets the idea he's like he's like maybe you're not milking it enough uh you you gotta act through bots and we could get a mistrial here um and this is when you know they have melvoin come in and they sort of like prep junior for his interview with the like court appointed psychologist or whatever to assess his ability to stand trial like his his uh you know, mental stability. Uh, but this is, so it's interesting because I just realized watching this that, so Svetlana comes back mm-hmm. episode for the first time since season three, episode three, Fortunate Son. We haven't seen her in quite a while. Fucking Grand Central Station over there. <laughs> yeah. But she comes back because I guess 
I think I think the nurse that she brings, like the Russian nurse, to like be June's caretaker, um, is her is also her cousin, or is that a friend? I don't know. Also Russian though, right? Yeah, Russian. Are they Russian or Ukrainian? Or Russian. Ukrainian? You're Ukrainian. They, Yo, yeah. big difference, bro. I'm sorry. Come Fuck. on. Fuck, can't believe sorry. you did that, Goliath. Well, all our can't believe listeners. you did that. We Damn, are all our listeners in Kiev. So many people. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Ki- they're gone. Listening. All the Kiev yeah. listeners are gone. Fuck. Way to go. Way to go, you Hungarian piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, you rosy cheek fucking <laughs> racist <laughs> fucking dickhead. Fucking one of those dolls that go into other dolls. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, okay, and the episode, <laughs> the rest of the episode is just 45 minutes of Joe and Dave riffing on. Hungary, my Hungarian roots and my rosy ass cheeks. Great. I know. I like uh, half the time we're talking about some shit episode and like we're, we're like really trying to talk about the episode. We're talking about like one of the pinnacle episodes of the of the series. Yeah, it's right. just one of those Making days. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yeah, we're yo, like yo. fucking twenty minutes in here. We we haven't even talked. We haven't even mentioned Ralphie. So no, but uh, okay. So, I, but what was interesting about that, and maybe it's not so interesting now that we've drawn it out, but basically like this in a way is responsible for Tony and Carmela's split because this is the excuse for Svetlana to come back around with her, right. with her nurse friend, which leads mm-hmm. to her and Tony sleeping together on Uncle June's couch, which leads to Arena getting pissed and ultimately calling Carmela in Whitecaps. So yep. therefore- yeah. the wheels in motion? If Uncle June never got hit in the face with a boom mic- <laughs> Tony and Carmen not a split at the end. It's all it's all Allison's fault. I rest my case. It's all Allison yeah. from Channel Six <laughs> fault. Fuck. Yeah. She just uh, did get typical. that story. <laughs> Fucking media as usual. So June gives. What do you what do you guys think of Junior's uh, performance in front of the psychologist? Pretty, pretty great. Like I, I mean, at first it's kind of like, uh, but the uh, the John Kennedy thing when he goes, you know where I was. I was getting a haircut. Like, yeah. that is pretty, pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. Yeah. I like that they brought back uh, Agent Grasso from season one. We might uh, have yeah. seen him D- since did you, then, but... Did you like that? <laughs> Yo, fuck you, dude. <laughs> All he does you. is just nod his head. I know. He, they brought it. Hey, he got They're a day. Like, he got yeah. a day. Hey, yeah, absolutely. He got a day of work. Good. Hey, good on you, bro. Hey, thanks. Thanks good for bringing me back. Uh, and, and so it, it is sort of convincing. Um despite uh, Grasso not buying it. But ultimately, uh, this storyline, you know, is abandoned in the second half and only comes back very briefly in the end where we see, you know, there's FBI agents posted up outside Junior's house right. uh, and they witness him uh, in his pajamas walking over to a neighbor's home and <laughs> asking and, for ice cream, which as one does. And we very, but, I, I, directorially, it's very like, there's a very like obvious choice to make sure that like we see that close up of June once he comes back in the house, mm-hmm. and it's very looking, brief. like looking. Through, it's brief, but like looking through his glasses and like he looks confused, right? You know, yeah. So it it is it's hinting at like the fact that like he is actually like suffering from dementia. A schumbadi, right? a yeah, schumbadi. Uh, that word's made up. That I tried searching for that. <laughs> Uh, you know what i mean maybe i mean i feel like they like he he's pretty good with the with uh with uh coming up with words it's true yeah that's but part it, of his that's actually but, part of his dementia he just makes up italian slang 
I mean, um, it could, I mean, I feel like a lot of Italian slang is made up for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I think I think we have like the gift of of twenty twenty hindsight here because I remember at the time true. not really sort of you sort you're sort of left to wonder like yeah I thought okay he he did that to put on an act for the feds when I first watched it and then but sure. now knowing what ultimately happens like and catching that that face he makes where he's like fuck what just happened we know that, yeah. that he is beginning the stages of dementia it's a clear choice it's yeah. a clear um, choice that like for sure see that yeah okay well that that covers junior let's get into the meat of the episode uh basically ralph figures out that Polly told johnny sack about the mole joke uh he puts two and two together not that hard he kind of just like figures it out yeah not hard at all yeah yeah <laughs> it's like kind of funny that he just figured that out right. yeah. Yeah. little, he... little Polly was at the dinner he told his uncle right. like pretty oh, obvious I, yeah i guess it was probably the guy that goes to visit fucking Polly <laughs> in fucking prison right. yeah it's probably him right uh, uh by the way this this prank that they play on Paulie's mom, uh, on Nucci. You see the three pranksters and what fucking the the demise that the three of them fucking, fucking uh, get. And meanwhile, Paulie, you know, comes out uh, okay at the end of the show. You know, so it's like eh, they get what's coming to him. Like the the whole shit with like him going to see Father and Tintola and and feeling that he's been punished for being a fucking piece of shit. It's like. Look like, at these three fucks like Maybe playing something like, to it. You know, they're like giggling like old schoolgirls with this fucking poor old lady. But yeah, uh, so it's it's uh just for people who don't remember, it's it's Ralphie, Eugene, and Vito, three right. fucking dead men by the end yeah. of the series. That whole crew, the appeal crew, it's cursed. Cursed. Which is um, why Polly doesn't want to take it over uh, right, exactly. at the end of the series. But that that also struck me that all three of those like people laughing, laughing it up. I mean, what, like, very unfortunate demises for yeah. all of them. Yeah, we see what happens in this episode to Ralph. Right. Uh, fucking pull cue up fucking Vito's ass. Uh, and and obviously Eugene hangs him, himself in, uh, for yeah. his fucking family to find. Brutal. So it's like uh, like three of the most horrible ends yeah. yes. of the show. Um, my question for you, though. So if, if Ralphie's son hadn't gone into a coma, and Paulie brought this to Tony saying he suspects it, suspects Ralphie pranked his, his mother. Is, yeah. Do you think this is another no. uh, the weight situation no. with the, no. the 90 pound mold joke? No. You don't think T- so? No, Tony would have no patience. Yeah. He'd be so like, he, what? So, He'd be like, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah. guy's mother. Fucking. Look at, like, look at know, how he would sucking a Cub yeah, Scout's dick. Care. He want he 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 wants you know especially every, given the messenger associated with with the joke and anything with like that he wants it just like he doesn't want to deal with it. Also, True. the whole mention of Nucci seems to always bother him because she's at Green Grove, right? And it's just right. like a reminder of Olivia. He's like, I want anything. I don't want to hear about fucking old people. I <laughs> yeah, fucking exactly. hate yeah. old people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> uh, Tony doesn't have luck with old people. I mean. <laughs> junior fucking shoots him but but anyway yeah so i don't know i mean i think i think especially at this point ralphie with the esplanade is earning really well tony makes a point of pointing that out so but i also do do know that tony is sort of tony fucking clearly hates ralph and 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 looks for excuses i think yeah. uh but anyway oh, yeah. so then we have ralph wait and- wait 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 do you think um 
Well, what were you gonna say? Were you gonna talk about it? Or you I was just gonna it? move on with the, the the plot here. What were you gonna say? Well, you know, I mean, I just want to know. Do you think like Vito got turned on by that gerbil story? <laughs> you know, you know Vito laughing. had six gerbils up his ass in that scene. <laughs> right. He was laughing, but like maybe he was like, "Oh yeah, oh wow, this is good." Got a little got a little boner underneath the the bar there. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Yeah. Good point, spells. Great. Um, <laughs> so we I just so, you know that's what i'm here for yeah yeah uh ralph's in the bathtub we we see his young 12 year old son justin outside playing uh lord of the rings with his friend uh shooting arrows into the sky and catching them with a bullseye on a cardboard box just yeah. the stupidest Christ. fucking idiotic <laughs> god i mean we did stupid shit as kids oh for sure uh, but yeah, no, nothing that's. But not I'm, we're not no. we're not throwing like a knife up into the air. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> well, we did like fucking tray surfing, where we would steal those plastic flimsy trays from like Burger King or shit and shit, and like people would would st- would like hold on to somebody's driver's side door, and they would go as fast as they could down a straight road, and and we would surf on the fucking plastic trays. Oh wow, that's uh, that's, that's pretty that, bad. Pretty dangerous too. Could have been Justin. But also, True. like, not really. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody ended up getting hurt miraculously. Yeah, I mean, you could get right. hurt, but you know, yeah, you right. can also save yourself. Uh, so, uh, I mean, those like, um, handy cam shots of of Ralphie running, and stuff, running, oh. very, very jarring because you'd see yeah. very little of that in Sopranos. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember that, but. Oh, ultimately man, that image too of the night of the night the arrow in the, oh, in the and kid's the blood, chest like, is fucking like, oh god out. Oh. Yeah. yeah you yeah. see how like, just the ankle just came down like right into his fucking lung terrible. yeah oh yeah wow. man. christ <laughs> yeah well and then like later on the episode you know um when uh chris and antonio are on the couch watching tv and they're having the discussion about kids and mm. chris is like who, who wants to fuck deal with this shit? You know, it's like, uh, yeah, that's like, that's your fucking nightmare. That's yeah. your nightmare. Yeah. True. Yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> also, like, this is like a, a coke addict uh, in the mafia. So, you know. <laughs> coke addict and a murderer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah. He's absolutely Recent horrible. murderer. Right. Um, and, and that's that's kind of, I think, what the point of of this of introducing the storyline in the episode where Ralphie is killed off <clears throat> is sort of the writers and David Chase wanted to make us feel something for Ralphie instead of like just disgust right because he's fucking right. a vile human being and then this you you you're sort of like forced to be like okay he's human he's a dad he has feelings he cares about his child just as any of us would and then he's they sort of like put him on this like Ralphie rehabilitation tour where he's he visits Father Phil. Uh, it's he, a great scene. It's a great scene. Yeah, yeah. and and you guys catch. I, I think I've talked about it before, but you catch the uh, the allusions to sympathy for the devil, the Rolling Stone lyrics in this scene. No, you catch it. There's a bunch throughout the episode, uh, a famous Rolling Stone song. But he when he sits down with Father Phil, he says, "Pleased to meet you." which is pleased to meet mm-hmm. you. Shoot. Hope yep. you guess my name. And yes. then Father Phil actually says to Ralph, were you there when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain? Which oh, is another right, lyric. Right, right. Mm-hmm. 
Also, when Ralphie's being introduced to the surgeon, he says, please allow me to introduce myself, which is the opening lyrics of that song. So there's like, there's like a bunch of shit. They're really, and sympathy for the devil sums it all up, right? You're, they're right. making you sympathize with Ralphie, who is the fucking devil. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he creates a $20,000 a year scholarship at Rutgers and Jackie Jr.'s name. He apologizes to Roe. Um, he proposes to her which thank God she, she says no because her fiance would have been dead within like days of... Uh, <laughs> would have been on, on, on brand though. Would have been on brand. Would have been, just, she would have just been like, well, fuck it. Just my luck. <laughs> um, of course. <laughs> great Rosalie impression. Yeah, this is a great... Wow, was that uh, Sharon Angela? Yeah, if I close my eyes. Uh, Ralph visits Tony... Uh, to the, at the bank to deliver some earnings breaks down in tears it's very odd seeing tony try to comfort ralph because he just detests the guy uh but this is where it's interesting because this is where he comes clean about dating valentina my question is like is this oh man is this like is is it good of tony to come clean to ralph here or is it like selfish because he knows that tony that ralph doesn't have the wherewithal to fucking get mad at him at this point because his son's in a coma it's so selfish it's super selfish like it's like don't do it right now guys kid is in a coma like true but he does say like i didn't want you to hear through the grapevine which would have been shitty also if ralphie heard that i mean you think he was like planning to do it and putting it off and putting it off and then like i don't know it just seems like no i don't think he was planning to do it at all um so you think he just like he felt bad be- because justin is in the hospital he's like i should i should and now i feel bad about it <laughs> uh yeah no i i mean i i kind of believe that he was using he was taking this opportunity to get, this is like a get out of jail free card for him because he knows ralph isn't going to be like fuck you you're dating my guma like yeah, I think it's even more shittier that he does it because of that. Yeah. He knows like he can like sort of say it and get away with it. Right. I mean, he probably yeah. would get away with it anyway. Yeah. True. Um takes so much, Tony. He's yeah. such a take, such a user and taker. taker. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Me me me. me, um, me. So Ralphie exits uh just as uh Silvio, Paulie and Christopher are coming in. And Paulie's obviously pissed at Ralphie. You know, he's a piece of shit. You know it. I know it. Which I got to say, like, I think it was last episode or maybe the episode before where where uh, we were like, Paulie's actually the one who's like spitting the truth here about like marriage and their thing. Remember we talking about like when they were giving Chris yeah. advice? Mm-hmm. Actually here too. Like, yes, we, we all need to be sympathetic to Ralph, but also he's a piece of he's shit. Piece you of know shit. it and I know it. <laughs> like... Um, yeah, and 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 we're reminded of it at the end of the episode when Tony sees the picture of right. um, what's her name? Um, oh, uh, Tracy. Yeah, Tra- of Tracy. Yeah, yes. Uh, you know, we're we're reminded like a bad person died for sure. And and Paulie wants to whack Ralphie over the phone call to his mom. Tony prohibits it. Nobody's killing anybody. He says uh, like three scenes before he strangles Ralphie to death. <laughs> Right, but uh, which but it's oh, also, also a big mistake. I mean, he's a huge earner. It's a big mistake. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I has think it's the a deal, big mistake. And, yeah, and Chris and Chris is right. Like to question Tony. Like, what are the other guys going to say about this shit? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Did you, it's not a good look for Tony as boss for sure. I, I'm sure I've noticed it in the past, but I noticed it um, this time around, like, like we said, you know, we're, we're looking at the show under a microscope more than we normally do. Mm-hmm. But when uh, Ralph is flipping out on his wife in the ER mm-hmm. and Tony like grabs him, it, there's yes. the shot of him like pressing him up against the wall. And it's the exact same shot when he presses him up against the wall when he's killing him. Yeah. 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 Or, or just like uh, flipped on its side when he's like strangling him on the floor. Like right. it really looks exactly like that. Uh, yep. Yeah. Little, little foreshadowing so, by, by Tim Van Patten. You think he like was kind of like, oh, this is kind of feels good. Like, <laughs> he's like, maybe I'll finish this later. Strong. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe I'll do this again, but yeah, <laughs> do it for real. Uh, yeah, he so basically Tony says he's gonna go visit Nucci and at, at Green Grove, which I guarantee you never <laughs> yeah. happens. Uh, oh, <laughs> he's like, it's a terrible thing. Whoever did it, I don't know about you guys, but you know, I was I was nerdy enough to like look up the episode titles before they aired. So like when I saw this episode was titled "Whoever Did This," I was like, oh, that's why it's called "Whoever Did It." Nope. 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 No, um, you're wrong. Cause this is where we get the fire I at the stadiums. I did. I did that. <laughs> Whoever did that. Whoever did. Uh, yeah, that's what it should have been called. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever did that. Uh, so of course, as we know, there's a fire at the stables. Um, Pi wasn't killed, but she was badly burned. She had to be put down. Um, it was deemed accidental by the insurance company. Faulty electrical wiring. Um, Tony's in bed with Valentina when he gets the call. Uh, from the horse trainer Lois about about Pi's death. Do you think do you think um, that it's possible that if you if you subscribe to the school of thought that Ralph did do it, do you think part of it was because Tony admitted to uh, dating Valentina at this point, and this was some sort of re- like revenge because he knew, you know, how much Tony loved the horse, and now Tony's fucking his his prized ex girlfriend. I never really thought about it like that, but I mean, it, it, it maybe, but I think really like it's just that he's he needed the money for the insurance for the insurance for the, money, yeah, because yeah, the they had just money. taken out this insurance policy on Pi. Uh, and I and, do, and I do legitimately think that he was fucking over the horse, like yeah, I, like, yeah. you know, he like couldn't be bothered at, at, at a point. He didn't want to be bothered anymore, and right. Tony had to be called by the trainer all the time. So, yeah. I think it, part it, of it was that, so I, I think it's possible that that like piled on. Yeah. But even subconsciously. Yeah. No, I it, think, it, uh, yeah, I think, it all, I think it was it all, the money. It just, yeah. it, it all, yeah, it was all just like <clears throat> came together for him. Right. You know, he needed right. the money and he's pro- probably a little bit in the back of his mind. It's like, yeah, fuck him. There's always um, like the, the, like people go back and forth, like questioning whether he did it or not. And like, to me, I think that's crazy. I think it's so obvious. He so obviously did it. It's like oh, very, yeah. very, very obvious. Well, to me. well, and it's an easy way. It's, it's, he did it for the money and he, and it's an easy way to get back at Tony because Tony can't be really upset because he gets a hundred K out of it. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But he and underestimates he how much Tony loves animals more than well, human duh. beings. Well, duh. <laughs> right. Um, do you yeah, think that I mean, he uh, didn't know that? <laughs> no. So then, so obviously, Tony is. You eat beef and sausage by the chocolate. <laughs> beef and sausage by the fucking cow. Yeah, this is true. Uh, Toast. But do you do you think when Tony Toast. shows up at Ralph's, uh, <laughs> he's he's already convinced that Ralph did it, or is there something in their interaction that finally like, 
absolutely convinced. You think he already? Yeah. yeah. He spends that whole scene before they like get into it, like just fucking, like just fucking with him about it. He's prying. Yeah. Talked to Corky Iannucci lately. You know, he he fucking burned down Artie Bucco's restaurant for me a few years ago. (laughs) Like uh, that kind of shit. Just sort of prying. Um, And by the way, we said this before, but uh, I I always put sour cream in my uh, my eggs because of this scene. So a great way to. Uh, Good kick, to cooking fluff tips. Them up. You know, yeah, fluff up your eggs. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, uh, Ralphie gives us like the the little pasta, the little mac- macaroni. Uh, yeah, tip. I do he's that too. Yeah. yeah, he's got food. He's got he's, butter. He's, he's great with money. He tracks money, and he's good with food. You yeah. know, hey, he's yeah. the antithesis of Artie. <laughs> <laughs> he is actually, uh, actually kind of, he yeah, really yeah. Is. yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, this this scene is just one of the greatest. Uh, most iconic scenes in the series, I think. Uh, it oh. rivals acting wise. I think, I don't think it's quite as good uh, as the, um, the James Gandolfini and E. Falco scene in White Caps. Yeah. But uh, this is this is definitely up there. Um, Absolutely. And the fight, like you said, Feudy, just incredible uh, choreography. Um, so real. I mean, it's so just real. so real. When when yeah. Tony uh, burns his hand on the burner, that was actually yeah. real. That was they oh, they left shit. that on, and oh, then wow. they just wow. used that take. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, that's great. Gets I mean, sprayed by the raid. Yeah, sprays the raid. Fuck it, Ralphie's <laughs> swinging the frying pan around with his gut, like falling out of his mm. sweatpants and shit. Like, I mean, it's like brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, as we know, when he's strangling Ralphie on the floor and, and bashing his head against the floor, uh, he's saying she was a beautiful, innocent creature. What'd she ever do to you? Which, you know, at the time, it pro- it definitely didn't register to me. But, you know, that that's double speak for, for Tracy, right? She was a beautiful, innocent creature. She yeah. never hurt anybody. Well, didn't she burn her kids with cigarettes or something? I don't know. But yeah, it was, she was she was, she, <laughs> she got, got help that. for that. She got she help, for, help that. for that. That's right. Yeah, she got help. Uh, my, my question is, do you guys think it was inevitable that Tony would have, if, if this was in fact Tony's revenge on Tracy, which who knows if he was even, if that's even something, uh, he was conscious of, I don't think he was, uh, not at least until he sees the picture in the final scene. Um, do you think it's inevitable that Tony ultimately would have killed Ralph over something and it be a substitute for what happened to Tracy? No, no. You don't think so? Yeah. <laughs> no. You don't think that that just the way the nature of Ralphie and how much shit he'd already been in since coming back from Florida. You don't think like ultimately something would have gone down with Tony and Ralphie that that led to Ralphie's death? I mean, I guess it did, so I guess the answer is yes. <laughs> like it happened. I mean, yeah. We, we can't I, know, of course, but it's I don't know. I'm just it's fun to think about, I guess. Probably. I mean, cuz Do you so do you think do you think he went over there with the intent of murdering him? Well, that's why I asked, like, do you think he had already decided? Because if he had decided that, that it was Ralphie, I think, yeah, he, he was probably going to fucking do something about it. I don't but, know. I think he, I think, I, he, know. I think, I think, you think he, the murder I was, fuck, was like yeah, well, to, crime of passion. Yeah. yeah because, I think he, I think he how fucked up in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, he didn't, you know, he just re, you know, if they calm down, if they stop fighting, then they probably would have like, you know, figured out some sort of agreement or whatever. Right. 
Right. Um, but I think like, you know, he insulted him and he, he just flew flew off the handle and fucking like, you yeah. know, wound up killing him because it's a mistake. It's a dumb mistake. It is. So yeah. much money flows to Ralph, which then flows to Tony. You know, yeah. the horse, yes. the um HUD scheme, like, you know, the he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's a real and you know how you're saying this is all about money. Like this is like one of the biggest mistakes he makes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. 100%. Because, yeah, you know, who else is a good earner? Chris is a fucking drug <laughs> addict. Yeah. All he's, like, worried about his mom agreeing, right. you know. Like, you know, this guy, he actually, he's good for, he's useful for something. And that's, like, you know, being a fucking uh, a mob an earner. Yeah. 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 Um, so Tony calls Chris to come help. Uh, Chris has just shot up, of course. It's funny um, how many times that has happened already this season where like yeah. he just shoots up and it's a calls. problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think Chris would have reacted to Ralphie, the discovery of Ralphie's corpse uh, differently if he wasn't so fucking high and trying to cover it up or, or, or what? Maybe like a less like f- like fucked up version, but yeah, I think he still would have been like, "Oh, holy shit!" Yeah, I guess in that moment, yeah. you're you're now an accomplice. So, you, what choices do you have? Uh, but his his like reaction is also sort of he give a fuck? delayed. Like, yeah, that's I mean, true. I don't think he I liked guess, him too much, but no, and like I I mean, he obviously doesn't have the same beef with him that Paulie does. But, right. Right. Uh, I mean, he's he's a pain the ass to everybody yeah <laughs> like yeah he's like annoying to like have around yeah he's like fucking quoting gladiator and swinging yeah. chains around and shit no good yeah. um uh, i think so- we see chris sort of being like a, almost like a a a fledgling number two in a way like he's a like consigliere yeah yeah he's yeah. like he's like uh what a well was that a good idea or you know yeah. like even even in the scene with paulie he's like mm-hmm. you don't know that he did that like you know yeah. he's mm-hmm. he's right. like he's trying sort to be of a like, voice of reason yeah and, and and making a lot of sense surprisingly yeah. right um so when the know. when the doped up heroin addict is uh making better calls than you tony <laughs> You're yeah. in trouble. Yeah. Um, probably, probably not smart. Yeah. Uh, I, I also, you know, they obviously cut off Ralph's hands and his and his head, put him in a bowling ball bag. Uh, uh, but I like that in the weight, Johnny Sachs says to Ralph, I should have let Tony chop your head off a year ago. And then a few episodes yeah. later, uh, Chris and Tony end up waiting until it's dark so they can move the body. These fucking sociopaths are like watching television and eating peanut butter out of the jar and just fucking... <laughs> Just lamping. Yep, just chilling. Just lamping. Just just lamping. Really lamping. Uh, they take Ralph's body and throw it over a cliff into a quarry. If you haven't heard this story, I forget where I originally heard it, but yeah. the night of shooting. Uh, legendary, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 Jimmy Gandolfini and uh, Michael Imperioli were you know, like in their trailer. It was super, super late at night, just waiting to be called to set. And they ended up sharing a bottle or something. I forget what it was, but they killed like the whole bottle and both of them were just hammered. And by the time they got called to set, uh, the crew had to, they didn't feel comfortable with the two of them walking so close to that, that cliff to throw the, the body off. So they, they put chains around their ankles so that if they did slip, they wouldn't plummet to their deaths. Wow. Uh, because they were so drunk. But yeah. uh, 
I mean, and yeah, if you probably, watch that probably scene, good, good decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, you can so, tell they're fu- You could tell they're fucked up. Like knowing the story. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. Can tell they're fucking yeah. hammered. Yeah. But yeah. it fits for the story. They're yeah. both just, I mean, Chris is obviously still fucked up from shooting up earlier, but they're both just fucking buzzing from, from the insanity of this. Um, so they take his head and hands to Mikey Palmese's uh, hospitalized father's farm, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is just another fuck you to Mikey in the grave. Um, yep. They end up, Tony uses the backhoe to dig up a hole, which looks suspiciously shallow when they do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like six inches deep. <laughs> it's like kick some leaves over that. I'm yeah. like, you might want to like, I don't know, plant some new grass or so. Right. Like, I mean, it's a little... Uh, you might want to like cover it with someone more than that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You should put a little grass over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should stay there and like you know plant some new grass and wait for it to grow. You put a little headstone. Put yeah, a little yeah. headstone. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Headstone. Uh, um, some flashing lights that direct people to the site. Yeah. I always just loved that 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 Tony is giving Chris like genuine life advice uh, while they're disposing of a body together. He's like, <laughs> "Can't have kids if you're on Skag," you know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Nice moment. Um, so yeah, as we discuss, ultimately Chris calls Tony on on you know this being a mistake. You know, Ralphie getting whacked could be a problem, uh, and Tony tells him, "You're the only one who other one who knows about it." Did you guys take that as? Is that is that sort of like a threat to Chris? Yeah. Both. You think so? Yeah, I, I think it's a threat and I think it's also like a you know, just an, another way for him to be like you're the only person I trust just remember that stop fucking up cuz you're you're the only person that I can ever fully trust. Yeah. I mean, it really only occurred to me maybe this watch where where I was like, oh, that seems sort of like he's he's threatening him cuz I always thought it was was him just like Sort of like, yeah, well, you're my my right hand man, and whatever the truth is, our story is going to be the narrative we go with, and we're in it together, kind of thing. But you know, the final moments of the episode, Tony wakes up in the Bing the next morning, and Chris isn't there. I think Chris, like whether he was stoned and paranoid or whatnot, I think he got the fuck out of there after that. Because <laughs> like, yeah. that's why he wasn't there in the morning. Like Tony, if he's the only one who knows about Tony's fucking murder. You know, and ultimately Tony does fucking kill Chris, but not over this. Right. Um, I mean, did you guys have any other readings into that final scene where where Tony wakes up in the bing and then walks out and there's that sort of like blinding light in the end? Um no. No. <laughs> All right. It's cool. a I mean it's it's a great touch though that he sees the Tracy pick, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a really good and back in the day when we first watched it, like we were on fucking standard deaf as hell TVs. So you could not see that. Uh, it wasn't until HD came around where you could really fucking see. I mean, I didn't notice it the first time I watched. I don't know if you guys On did, your but... 35 inch uh, Toshiba. <laughs> yeah. You watch it. Yeah. 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 Um, for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah. the Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, is there something in the book that like, it like, explains the like washed out light when he leaves the bang no not really is that i think i think it's just a visual sort of like ending to the episode where where tony's all alone with it and um 
you know, just walking. It into... does feel like a cross. It does feel like a crossroads within the Soprano family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. within within uh, the group. Yeah, you know, like that seems like a, a huge thing because, right. like Chris is right, if I'm anybody else, I'm worried now. I'm like, well, fuck, like I. It, <sighs> if the biggest earner can be killed over whatever the over a fucking yeah, horse, right, like, right. you know, yeah. we're like, nobody's safe. Right. No, Chris is right. Yeah. Chris and I think, I, I think a little bit like the, I guess the point of like him waking up and him calling for Christopher and Chris not being there is that, yeah, Chris, Chris is who he's been leaning on. And Chris is just not going to be there for him as we know, because he's in the throes of a terrible heroin addiction. And actually the very next episode is the strong silent type. Right where they have the intervention. Yeah, where they have the intervention. Yeah. So the very next episode, Chris is on his way to rehab. So Tony's like basically fucking alone with, with all of this. Not to mention scumbag. <laughs> That's my favorite line. Uh, uh, that, that, yeah. yeah. We'll get there. The intervention is incredible. Do you guys remember this? Not long after this episode aired, there is a little true crime connection with this episode. Uh, oh. Jason Bautista was convicted of killing his mentally ill mother in Riverside, California on January 14th, 2003, then dumping her decapitated body with its hands removed off Ortega Highway in Orange County. Jason's half-brother, Matthew, who was 15 years old when Jason killed their mother, testified in court that he helped dispose of her body and that they got the idea to chop off her head and hands to hide the crime from this episode of The Sopranos. Wow. Wow. Yeah. God. In, in California? In, in Orange County, yeah. In, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so <laughs> I guess the debate is over. We know that TV, video games, and violent music just creates murderers. So that's right. Yeah. Throw it good, all in the trash. Good job, uh, Robin Green and Mitchell Burgess. We did. <laughs> Got that woman killed. Just kidding. That's Fuck. terrible. Um, no, horrible. No, I, I, I did not know that. Right. So, the, so basically, for fucking internet, every fucking question is, did Ralphie do it? Um, sure. I, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> just, I mean, I don't think we need to go too into depth about it. He did it. I, I think he... No, I, he did it. He, he definitely did it. This is, another, this is another, you know, Sopranos thing where they, where they make it seem clearly ambiguous. one way, but right. they also leave it ambivalent. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah, and and so I was looking. I was doing some research because I remembered reading that somebody had had said that Joey Pants played it as though he didn't do it. And there was a Vanity Fair article from 2007 where Chase said that that uh, he didn't tell uh, Joey Pants if Ralphie set the fire or not, but Joey Pants decided to play the scene as if he hadn't. Well, so yeah, I think like acting wise, I think that is like the stronger way to the better way to do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. You would Um, not, you you know, and I mean, these guys are, you know, they're so great at like never admitting any, anything to anyone, no matter what. Yes. So like, but that's the way you would play it. And, and of course, as an actor, you would definitely want that. Like, you know, right. It it would be less interesting if he played it guilty. Right. Um, Yes. And he did a fantastic job of, of playing it innocent. But this from the Soprano sessions, uh, I think I referenced this in an early episode, but I couldn't find the, the passage. Basically, they asked David Chase in an interview, did Ralphie burn down the stable? He says no. And then they say, wow, I never even considered that he didn't burn it down. 
And he says, what did I, what did I tell Joey? Wait, I take that back. I think he did burn it down. That was the intention <laughs> that he didn't burn it down. Okay. And then David Shea says the goat was in there. Right. And he says the goat made it out. When Tony looks at the corpse of Piomai, you see the goat wandering around. And David Shea says, because it's Joey and Satan and Joey in the scene with the priest when he's quoting satanic lyrics and then the goat. So yes, Ralphie definitely did it. Because <laughs> of the goat. Oh, uh, not the what clearest, but... Uh, <laughs> David, David, David Shea really does not fucking want to do any of these interviews. I think at this point, like, we should take <laughs> well, what, what he says with is... a grain of salt. But... He's yeah. like, I made it. It fucking existed then, and that's when it should exist. Which I actually—that's well, what I—I I feel like he—he—he is. He, that's what I think his point of view of the whole thing is, and I, I applaud that. Yeah, but of course he yeah. has to do these things. He—he he knows he has to. I well, yeah, that's I that's why. Like, I mean, uh, you know, I've I've read pieces of the book. I really need to sit down and read the whole thing. But um, so but good. that's why the book and and um, when he came on talking Sopranos is so good because. You know, like sometimes he does creep in answers that do like make things a little more finite. The goat yeah, thing, as... the goat thing is cool because I've always wondered yeah. what the goat, what the goat, um, why the goat is in there, and he looks at the camera. Well, yeah, but that makes sense. That makes I mean, sense. The goat has been a, a symbol of Satan since like medieval yeah. times. Yeah, but also, also, uh, there I saw people um um Reddit saying, oh, that's like scapegoat. Like Ralphie is like he's scapegoating Ralphie, but obviously. Uh, Ralphie is is made to be the devil in this episode. I remember watching it being like, what the fuck was that goat looking at the (laughs) fucking camera? Why did they do that? It's so fucking annoying and funny to me. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, Shall we dive into some other fucking internets? Yeah, let's do it. Fucking internet. Fine. Um, This one from user touch rub feels. Ooh. I'm sorry. Um, if Ralph kills Tony and whoever did this season four, episode nine, who does Ralph call to help him dispose of the body? Gene Vito Patsy or Johnny Sack slash out of town. He can't move it by himself and has to keep it secret. The guys eat, the guy eats bacon and sausage by the cartload. He needs help. Who is his first call? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, uh... what if Ralph killed fucking Tony? What would, what like, would any I mean, of, uh, maybe maybe Johnny, maybe Johnny Sack. Nah, he's Poss- gonna he's he mm, Johnny. No, he's gonna call. He's gonna call his crew. He's gonna call Eugene and Vito. And Vito. Yeah. Yeah, because they're they're loyal to him, and you know, like, I don't know. I think I think he can. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you're probably fucked either way. <laughs> Yeah, you kill the boss, yeah. even if, if it isn't John, self-defense. If you tell John, you know, he's going to, he's going to like think that they That's can true. swoop when, in and like just take over the crew. That might be also, the end of he, the Jersey family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And also, and when he brings up to John about getting rid of Tony, uh, he flips the fuck out. Yeah. When yeah, he goes yeah. to Johnny's. Johnny's like, yeah, you John, know, yeah. You want to commit Sack suicide? Would... Pills are a lot easier, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, but the thing is, like, Ralphie does have that income from the Esplanade, and he is the point man, and he's killing it. So he does have some value to New York, in, in which they might some have leverage. protected him. Um, but, yeah, but he would just muscle his way, you know. Yeah, you know, in True. like you know, that's a better 
more, uh, you know, that's a better way of doing it. Maybe it's possible that, yeah, like with, with, with Tony gone, I mean, you think he would fear like Chris and Pauly and Syl coming after him? Probably not. Yeah. I don't think he's too scared of them. No. Um, but he'd have to answer, I mean, he'd have to answer to somebody. A million questions. Because uh, yeah. who would, who would believe that, that Tony tried to kill him over a horse? Right. I mean, who would believe that? I don't know. Um, so this one from user Maximum Carnage X. Whoever did this, do you think Tony would have whacked anybody had they been the ones he assumed burnt the stables? How much of Tony's murderous rage at Ralph was his anger over Pyomai versus all the other shit Ralphie pulled, aka killing Tracy, the Ginny Sack situation? What do you yeah. guys think? If 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 Absolutely. he assumed like Christopher was responsible or Polly was responsible for burning down the stables, would would they have met the same fate as Ralph? Mm. A good chance. I think there's a good chance. Really? Mm, no. It, it's it's really. It, this is a really tough one because obviously Tony Tony has a thing for animals. He relates to animals. He sympathizes with them over humans often. Um, but I think he also, uh, like I was saying uh, earlier, I think he just he has this chip on his shoulder for like, Ralph, and it may have been inevitable. If it wasn't this, it might have been something else. Yeah, true. Because of Tracy. The, I, look, I, I understand that obviously it was building and building and building with Ralph, mm -hmm. but like look at Tony's reaction in the next episode. Um, when he finds out that he fucking killed a AIDS dog. <laughs> yeah. And that's a little right. fucking dog that he didn't even really know. Right. All. This is his like, fucking I smother horse. you. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Like I, Tony, I think we underestimate how fucking obsessive he is about animals. And this is like the animal of all animals for him. Right. Right. You know, it's not only a, a, a made him money, but he's obsessed with the horse, right. you know, and he he has such an affinity for it. I, 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 I'm not so sure he wouldn't um, kill most people. Maybe Chris, maybe Chris is the one that's spared, but anybody else, I think. But I, I mean, he ultimately funny. kills Chris, too. So, I mean, it True. depends on when it would have happened. If Because if, although his bullshit yeah. like piling up and, you know, eventually mm -hmm. he's over that. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's possible. It. I'm, so, it. I'm, 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 so, I'm sort of coming, uh, coming around to your side because, uh, you know, he's so emotional. Yeah. He's so emotional, yeah. and the emotion, his emotions really get the best of him and cause mm -hmm. him to do stupid shit. And he's so yeah. emotional about animals. <laughs> um, yeah, it could easily happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, and uh, let's we'll wrap it up with <clears throat> a couple questions from friend of the pod, Stephanie Rosendorf Diaz at S Rosendorf. Shout out ten fourteen on Twitter. Um, she sent in a bunch of great comments. We probably only have time for a couple, so so I'll do this. Uh, she says, uh, and this is less of a question and more of more of a comment. Uh, that we could comment on. It feels ironic that Junior spent so much time and money trying to stay out of prison. Frankly, wasn't Uncle June basically already there? Sure, he wasn't technically living in the can, but I feel like it might as well have been house arrest, heart issues, cancer, including all that it comes with, like chemo and surgery, then his trial, and all the while his dementia is slowly but surely progressing in the background. You know, I, I mean, yes, I think ultimately that's all a waste of money because he he fucking dies well he doesn't die 
when we see him, but probably not long after the series concluded. Um, yeah, he spent a fuck ton of money just to sit in his house and get dementia for a few years. But <laughs> you gotta, you gotta yeah. at least try, right? Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, you know, that protects the family too, you know? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. By not, um, you know, doing what like fucking Johnny Sack did with allocution, um, you know, standing trial like a man. Uh, Yeah. He, he, he was doing the right thing. You stand trial like a man and pretend to have dementia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and her other uh, question comment says, uh, Another demonstration of how they perceive everything as transactional, just like how Pauly said earlier in the series, I should have had immunity from this shit. I should have been covered by my donations. Uh, And Joanne Blundetto said she should have had him baptized, referring to the overweight eight-year-old whose picture was on her fridge. Um, Ralph says to Father Intentola, but we had a mass for Justin's baptism for all the good it did, as if that right there should, should have or would have shielded Justin from danger. So I guess she's just pointing out the 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 uh, hypocrisy and in, in like of course that, I mean that's everything oh, is transactional in this world even course. with religion right that's a great right. yeah that's a great uh, a great find there um, yeah yeah I think it's interesting that that's the only use these guys see in religion <laughs> like okay sure. I'm gonna make some donations I'm gonna get my kid baptized you know. So yeah, terrible things don't no sins. To yeah, it'll be immortal sins, and uh, you know <laughs> that's how you do purgatory. You know everything. Right. Yeah, that's another one that's transactional in a way. Right. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, Paulie certainly. Uh, fucking, we see that a lot from him throughout the series. Um. But yeah, Ralph. Ralph here, thinking that because Justin was baptized, he shouldn't have gotten an arrow in the chest when playing the stupidest game ever. You know, that's not how things yeah. work, but in no. the eyes of the mafia. But uh, it is, it's, um, it's always the, like the, the big questions. Like why do, why do bad things happen to people? You yeah. know, yeah. why do bad things happen to people that, uh, you know, I, I, I obviously you would assume Justin is, uh, we, we would, uh, consider him a good person. Cause he's like, old kid. <laughs> like, yeah. Not a horrible person. Oh, well, he's really yeah, we son, don't, we don't so. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he's absorbed some behavior from his father. You know, <laughs> he's ha- he true. has to. Yeah, that's probably true. Child of divorce as well. And his, he, and his c-word mother. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ralphie's that's... son was putting out cigarettes on his mother. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is this is just the nature of of how these guys think. And, and you know, they even they yeah. often throughout the series you hear like, "What kind of God?" You know, I think Tony says that about like. Yep when Jackie Aprile's in the hospital, like what type of God would, would give a man this, this horrible disease and take him from us. So, so young, but, but yeah, I mean, so that's, that's, that's it. For fucking internet. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. Phenomenal app. And um, yeah, I always, think this is uh, probably like uh, definitely one of my top, top three. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, it's I, up I, there. I think I'd have to say so. And uh, yeah, I mean, Joey Pants just uh, just phenomenal, just yeah. a huge. It, he just shows off like everything that made him so great on this show in one episode. Like he's mm-hmm. funny, uh, you know, he's he's emotional, and um, yeah, we just get like his like multiple breakdowns, and then of course like that that final scene between him and Tony is uh, just mm. 
one of one of the best of the series. So um, phenomenal. Only pales in and, comparison and, by the by the vibrator scene in Christopher. <laughs> That's and, right. And we also just want right. to say we also just want to say that you know we tried to get Joey Pants for this episode. Yes. <laughs> I, I sent him we a legit message on, on on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we legit tried. Um, you know, I probably interrupted one of his like Instagram lives of him like gardening yeah. in his weird yeah. fucking hat and shit. <laughs> Sitting on um, his lawn chair in his backyard. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In re- Connecticut. Like, in Connecticut. Slow- yeah, in Connecticut. Yes, slowly uh, like reading people's comments and very being very confused about comments from people. And that's how you know he's a good actor on. because he's probably nothing like Ralph. I mean, absolutely, oh. he's nothing. Oh, like I hope Ralph. not. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. He seems like a very gentle, he's Italian. Like, that's about laid back, it. Quiet guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's like from you know he's from comes area. from the docks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's from, from Jersey. Docks he grew people. up in Jersey. He's from yeah. Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, great. Well, great up, great up, solemn up. Um, we get to move into a, a funnier up uh, next week. Yep. Uh, thank you guys as always uh, for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, I feel like we, we've gotten a little bit more listenership by uh, the last few episodes. So really, hey. really appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah. yeah, if you want to, once again, if you want to reach out, uh, send us your comments, things you like, things you don't like, things uh, you like for us to, uh, to mention on the pod or, or work on, uh, you know, in our personal lives. Email us at osopranospod at gmail.com. Give us a follow on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, at osopranospod. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. Even if you fucking hate us, or even you just hate, like, one of us, uh, you know, just say your piece, and then uh, give us yeah. five stars. You yeah, know, that's your prerogative. This is, this is America, but you got to give five stars. This is America. <laughs> you know? It's the gift and the curse of America. You have to give five stars, uh, even when you bitch your mom. And, yeah. uh... Until next week. Oh, that! Don't feel good about that. This guy's more solemn, you know. Solemn. Yeah. Yeah. Like we'll sexy. Let's sexy cut it. And solemn. Yeah. Yeah. We'll cut it. <laughs>